0: Welcome to Dyslexia Unbounded at F. Armstrong, a series where we share how we educate and support students with dyslexia, providing tips and expert advice relative to families and educators wishing to know more. Charles Armstrong School is a West Coast leader in serving students with dyslexia grades two through eight, changing the trajectory of their lives. Today, I am here with our two fabulous art teachers, Laura Amador and Christy Martinez, where they're gonna share how they use art to bring out the best in our dyslexic learners. Welcome, how are you today?
1: We're good.
0: good. Good. Why don't you introduce yourselves um, and the roles you have on campus?
1: Absolutely, so I'm Laura Amador. I am an art teacher here at Armstrong. I also coach soccer and I coach girls basketball as well. And I'm Christy Martinez and I manage the garden, and I'm a co-editor for the Soul Year folk.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so we're just gonna get down to it. You're here at a school where we serve students with dyslexia. What do you think, why is it important and what inspires you to teach students with the learning difference tool?
1: Absolutely, so you wanna go first? <laughs> okay, I was intrigued by this job because I think I like to be surprised. You know, their students bring a lot of new ideas um, and comments and suggestions and questions, and so that's something that I enjoy and inspired by people that think differently. I think it's important in art to have new ideas, and hopefully, that's what students can bring there. Yeah, we want to be different. Yeah, so for to be unique as artist, and I have you know a lot of. uh, like just uh, appreciation for what the students bring as well. Um, I've been working with this population for most of my teaching career, and it's just like so rewarding. Um, with the littles, you get you get a lot more hugs, definitely than older kids. But it's the it's that they're visual thinkers, and that's what we're doing is showing them art, um, giving them a more of an awareness of the world through art and then letting them be able to express themselves. And because our classes are small, um, you know, they're able to do that in such a safe space. And that is like one of the huge benefits of Armstrong.
0: So I have the privilege of visiting our art classes numerous times a week, um, through tours and showcasing the wonderful art space that we have there. And then see the students light up when they're doing different projects and we're engaging with them. What do you think is super important about strengths that students with you are known to bring to an art class?
1: So the students come in with an excitement for learning and learning about new artists, learning about new materials, and that's what we love to do. And so, you know, for the most part, they're like engaged fully. Um, they also love to showing and sharing what they, are doing and what they're proud of and that makes us really proud to see um, how much pride they take in in their work the discoveries that happen in the art room are amazing and that's like the best part when you see the kids just like coasting and having that flow of enjoying
0: My favorite projects, projects. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean
1: yeah i think specific to dyslexia um one of the strengths is spatial reasoning and so i think that shows up in sculpture where that's a favorite um, art form for students, the, the ceramics projects, the paper rocher projects, uh, thinking about how things move in states and designing things that way. So I think that that's a big mm-hmm. place where that shows up. Um, and I also think, I think because we rely less on writing reflections and art of statements in that way, or, um, we have a lot more social interaction in class where we get feedback from, where kids get feedback from each other verbally, or they share out a lot. So they're learning to present more, and they're learning to express themselves verbally a lot more. So I think that that's actually somewhere where, okay, we're not focusing on the written languages mentioned, but we're really strengthening at least other areas. And so I think that's really yeah. a place where we're kind of unique in the art class.
0: No, 100%. And I see that in the the projects that we that you display at the end of the year for the art show and how much pride they take in their work um and how having you understand how their brain works really allows them to become more autonomous and and really creative in a way that then moves into the classroom that's not in a specialty space um and so i think that that's really crucial um and just touching upon that why do you think art is so valuable in for students that learn different?
1: Well, every student is different. Every learner is the great. And so, what we get to do is we get to give them a variety of projects, a variety of materials and concepts. So, we do 2D art, we do 3D art. And some kids you can tell really excel at 2D. Like, some kids really love drawing, they love painting, they have that um, ability to, you know, hack something from naturally to them. And then some kids really excel at 3D art. Like Lauda was saying, just like, you know, we have a heavy emphasis on, like, sculpture building because we feel like that's just more, like, kinesthetic for the students. And uh, I, th- I would say most of our students, like, would excel in 3D because of, like, spatial awareness, um, because of, uh, uh, you know, just, just the way that their brain is thinking differently. Um, you know, always thinking of, like, solving problems and and doing so in a real tactile way um but we we do get to see those students who you know might not have certain skills in 2d and might in might have those skills in 3d and then vice versa so it's a really interesting process and that's why it's so important to teach our creative thinkers I think art education is important for every student, so we'll start with that, Um, but in particular, students with dyslexia, um, so they're struggling with language, right, reading and writing, Um, and art is a form of communication. Visual language, it is a type of language that we interact with every day, whether it's through symbols or body language, there are things that are just so natural to us that we don't recognize. But it's also a great way to get a message across and be clear and communicate that way. So if you have a student that's struggling with one form of communication, the written communication, why wouldn't you give them an extra tool set to communicate visually? And so much of our world is visual uh, online and everywhere. So um, I think it's particularly important there. It's just another mode of expression alternative.
0: So, that I'm just going kind to of follow up with that question because it's so interesting to me. If a student is in a more traditional classroom um, or you know, a non specialized school, what recommendations do you have for teachers or parents or families who have a student in those environments and maybe they don't have access to art or um, they don't have art as, as many times a week as other schools? Do you have strategies or hints, maybe in classroom or maybe like I'm from school?
1: That's great. Nice to, um, you know, yeah, that's a great question. I think that giving kids exposure to art. um, think just teachers, whether in any setting need to be able to give students opportunities, like, um, many of for projects because Mm -hmm. not everybody is going to, um, report out in the same way, right. And so it just makes more sense for other teachers in neurotypical schools to be educated in order to serve their students there. So, and, and also parents at home, giving kids opportunities to have those creative outlets, whether it's doing drawings from, you know, YouTube or doing recycling projects, you know, and using a glue gun, um, fostering that creativity. If they see that their student needs that and, and that helps them excel. That's the awesome thing about, you know, our strong is that we get to do that, you know, built in mm-hmm. um, and it gives our students the opportunities to express themselves more creatively when they're back in their regular classroom. We also have our great homework teachers who understand that this is what our students need.
0: Um, just to follow up on that, we haven't explicitly talked about it, but you mentioned identity as a way, self-expression as a way for students to connect with work, to connect with them feeling good about learning. And when I come into your classrooms, there's always some identity or social justice awareness that you bring into your art projects. Like I'm thinking about the Basquiat work that you do with kids. Is there a favorite project that kind of has hit the sweet spot for you in terms of you know getting the kids engaged with art their identity and but also teaching to their brain
1: well it's not a specific project but we had a whole elective that art around the world where one of the outings not only did we look at different countries and an art form from each but we also had students bring in and and share about their own culture as well so i think just having those family conversations and sharing with their classmates really helps the process and build high in that. Um, we also have had our fiesta elected with that standing heritage and that I was really proud of that and Cuban and Puerto Rican, and just getting to talk about dominoes and with different ways that like different countries and cultures play with them. Like that was really great. We My important student, how her family plays. So anytime a student has a chance to share something for home or about who they are, I think that that's a meaningful and memorable school experience. Yeah, we, um, we kind of get to do what we want here. We kind of get to teach what we want. And so in this way, we get to ask kids questions about, um, themselves, about their identities and incorporating their identities into their artwork. And that I think is the best part. It's like not making something that an artist did a long time ago and replicating that and having it be a, not, not a useful piece of artwork but asking the kids to explore and think about who they are and how they can share that with other people because they have such a unique perspective and they have unique hobbies. And a couple of projects come to light, the sixth grade project that we did last year, which was a ceramics project where students were asked to think about their cultural heritage and make a ceramic project, um, food based on uh, you know, a food that was, that's memorable to them, whether, you know, through their ethnicity, through their heritage, for a tradition that has been developed over time. Mm-hmm. And we saw a huge variety. Some students were really connected to um, food, like from their an- ancestors. And then some students were a little bit more challenged and they thought, oh, you know, I don't know about this part of my family, but I have a tradition that I've started with my my family, like Friday pizza night, or this is the birthday cake that, um, that we've been making for a number of years. And, you know, they learn how to sculpt it and they get to talk about it and make an artist statement. I really kind of explain, like, this was the process. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's those projects where the kids get to put themselves in going and we get to see that mm-hmm. visually. And then the amazing thing that really warms my heart is when the community gets to see that yeah and they and they get to know that student through their artwork mm-hmm. and then that student ends up you know just feeling really like proud of yeah. you know proud of their work um this is a project a fifth grade figure project that um we did for the armstrong 50th anniversary and um this gold ball uh, represents how students feel about their dyslexia so this figure project. It's just one version of what's been done over time. And for this particular year, they held this gold ball and they positioned it differently. And it was their reflection of how they felt about their dyslexia. So some students were really forward about it, meaning maybe, you know, they weren't as um, shy. Some students held it behind them. And so, you know, it could be that they were not very comfortable with it. Um, but different versions show, you know, students as soccer players, as hockey players, as ballerinas, as bakers, as artists. Um, and so this is a, a great project that has a lot of memories for me.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. You do so much great work. And I think it's helpful that there our students are in an environment where their learning difference is normalized. So they don't feel like they're marginalized in a in a, in a space where they're the only student that has a learning difference. So I think you're bringing out a lot of this pride because they're more willing to take risks in the class because they're they're with other kids that learn like them. That. I mean, that's really, that's also really key. Um are yeah, really
1: supportive of each other. So we have a message that they read at the beginning of every class so that they know what we're gonna cover. Sometimes kids will struggle or stumble over words and it's absolutely, it's always been a safe space <laughs> Um, with kids encouraging each other and being patient with each other because everyone understands. Yeah. And I think, like, I'm always, it, it just warms my heart every time that happens. I'm, so I'm like, okay, they are really, kids aren't always kind to each other, but when it comes to this, they understand each other to respect and support each other. And that's really awesome to see. Yeah. We try to encourage the risk taking. So, like, having the students volunteer to read the message, you know, that's taking a risk. They're putting themselves, in a stoplight, like maybe they stumble on a word, and, you know, and then they, they can get that sport. But um, you know, our students are really resilient. They have been faced with a lot of challenges, you know, they come in at different times during their elementary and middle school years, and they have some baggage and they come in and they, they, you know, they feel more comfortable with their classmates because they see like, oh, they learn similar to me and I feel comfortable here. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, in the art room, we just want to make sure that they are, that they have a place to express themselves because they have a unique perspective, you know, on the world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's really great. And I know people who are watching or listening, there's some really great takeaway, like tangible takeaways that they can try tomorrow, whether you're living with a student, whether you're a student or they're a teacher. So I thank you for giving them like tangible examples. Um, so before we wrap up, we like a funny thing that we're doing with this series is that we're asking the person we interviewed before to ask like some random questions to the people that I'm interviewing now. So we had Brandon Lee, who was a middle school director. Um, we talked to him, and then he he asked asked you, are you ready? Yeah. Are there <laughs> are there more wheels or doors in existence? Like in the world, wheels or doors?
1: So I think about this, like a very literally- oh, wow.
0: totally. No, where I'm
1: like, okay, every room probably needs two doors, but every car has four wheels. Yeah. Mathematically, we're okay. more wheels, but not everyone has a car. No. But how many spaces are you in? I don't know. This is like a challenge for- And it's the so so wheels. Oh, are... gates. Yeah, like roller, um, but I thought about it philosophically. Yeah, I was like doors, opportunity, wheels are taking you places. So not really sure. I'm going to go with wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm really think about. I know, like wheels too. Now that you bring up like my of I think it's a wheel am from a literal person, oh boy.
0: And then you just modeled like. How we all learned a brand I mean, yeah, I, I went through that says
1: um what well, our students are? like exactly a all day. Exactly. In the first 10 minutes of class. we have I an adorer say, Yeah, I'm interested to have you what they would say. I am very,
0: I'm sure you get an array.
1: Ray. We, we, yeah, that on. We're a smart ass. I feed some yeah.
0: So before we leave, what's the question you have for our next guest?
1: We've got a good one. Okay. So if you were to have to give up one of your se- senses, which one would it be?
0: If you had to give up one of your senses, and that's five senses, five, not six, six cents.
1: Not the, you th- the f- th- we wanna- yeah, you can out and your six cents by if you had to give up one of your five senses, which one would it be? Okay. Great.
0: Well, that's a question for our next guest, Lara, Christy. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your experiences with our kids. Your passion clearly shows. Um, and thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of Dyslexia Unbounded. Please check us out on our socials. Um, see you next time.